Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. And as usual, you can always reach me at Chef Bry Comedy, that's Chef B-R-Y Comedy, or at Surviving Empathy Podcast. We're on uh, Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, Facebook. And now, if you want to help us and we urgently need help my last episode i go into all the details about that but if you can help us uh, either by sharing the show or sharing social media or giving us a couple bucks here and there uh, it would go a long way into our long-term growth and sustainability and so you can do that on paypal or patreon uh, by going to uh, paypal.com forward slash chef fry comedy or patreon.com forward slash chef fry comedy And today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm titling this show Friday Vibes Every Day and the way to success in realistic terms. Because ladies and gentlemen, I don't think uh, success is a straight line. And I think there's a lot of people out there giving out weird, bad information that just doesn't apply to real people. Rebecca and I are real people. We deal with real problems. We deal with migraines. We deal with chronic pain. We deal with... Uh, uh, migraines and depression and anxiety and so um, you might think oh oh well who are you to be giving out advice buddy well let me tell you um, we are not successful uh, because we're perfect we're successful because we keep trying and so I'm I'm calling this show Friday Vibes every day because I want to tell you about my past and the excitement I used to have for Fridays and uh, some of the dread I have for Monday vibes. And we'll go into all that. But um, the truth is, is that this whole show is about all of the ways in which we can improve and get better. Not based on a bunch of generic nonsense, but in real terms for real people. That's what this is all about. So grab yourself a drink. Get comfortable. Grab a snack if you wish. You can listen to this in segments. And let's begin. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today's topic is all about Friday vibes every day and the way to succeed in realistic terms. Because I think we set a lot of unrealistic expectations and we have a lot of very unrealistic understanding of how the world works and how the universe works. And um, sometimes if we don't get our way right away, we modify our behavior and we get to a point where we're just not, uh, you know, we're not uh, firing on all cylinders. We're not putting in the effort the way that we could. Um, but at the same time, if we put too much expectation on ourselves, uh, we have this tendency to, uh, just get too, we just push too hard and we start scaring people away. Our energy gets off and we just kind of get into this mindset of all or nothing. And we don't allow for the natural, uh, you know, just the setbacks in life to occur because succeed succeed success is incremental you guys it is a lifestyle choice over time it's not instant results nothing ever comes easy and nothing ever comes quickly and so it's about you know just creating the right uh attitude and mindset uh, and and um having a, a relationship with yourself and others in the universe 
that's calm and tranquil and fun and, uh, you know, just kind of living your life uh, to the beat of your own drum and enjoying the process because it just gets way too easy nowadays to go to the dark side because there is so much darkness out there. And I think we pay entirely too much attention to what's not important out there and not enough attention to what is important. Because what's important, you know, of course, the issues are important. Of course, we want, you know, uh, cleaner air, cleaner water. We want corporations to step in line. We want our employers to get better. We, we have all these uh, humanitarian pursuits to make the world a better place. And while that all is important, None of it's going to matter if we're fucking dead, you know? So we have to take care of ourselves first, you know? And I, I always use the analogy that we should uh, always uh, put the uh, oxygen mask on ourselves before we put it on our child. And I'm just borrowing that from flight terminology where if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're not going to ever be in the position to take care of somebody else, you know? Um, and that's where I uh, have, am learning to uh, make my life feel and uh, more joyful and to take pride in the little things. But I have a little list here of things I've written down in preparation for the show, and I want to go over that. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the last episode. Now, are we dead in the water? No, of course not. No, we are asking for your help, whether it be sharing my social media or sharing the podcast on your favorite streaming music streaming or podcast streaming site. It's about share, 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 share away because the more people learn of us, the potential we have to grow and that exponential growth will happen. It just takes time. And uh, I'd prefer it to be sooner than later because I'm at a point in my life and my finances where I can't do this for free forever because I have certain financial obligations and certain responsibilities to my family and my wife. And so <clears throat> if I can do this uh, full time, I would prefer to because it's what I love. And I've spent my entire life um, as a humanitarian uh, trying to work uh, to better the world and to better um, the outcomes of of regular people and it's it's been that way my whole life it started in the military well actually it started in the boy scouts i didn't do that a long long time but it but it it taught me you know as a young one in the 80s it taught me that life is about joy it's about spontaneity it's about enjoying the little things and it's really about um, finding a way to keep that happiness and excitement and joy within us um, during times where we're not always feeling that. And so we'll go into that a little bit later. But I wanted to simply say thank you guys for your contributions or your future contributions. Um, I am not a charity case. Uh, I just I, I am so close to succeeding, you guys. But I'm not quite there. And the thing is, is that once this whole thing uh, is big enough for sponsors to take notice, they like bigger numbers. And the better your numbers are, the more downloads your analytics show, uh, the more likely they are to lend their name and their money to your cause. And so I only need you guys. Well, I'm probably going to always need people to an to a certain extent, 
But at the end of the day, uh, once sponsors start taking notice and start working with me, um, we're going to not have to fret and worry so much. And so uh, I just kind of need you guys to help prop me up to that next level. And so you can do that by going either to my Patreon at Chef Bry Comedy uh, or simply, uh, you know, do small donation to uh, my PayPal account. And that's also Chef Bry Comedy. You can also uh, email me or if you need uh, it for uh, PayPal purposes, it's at cookingupastorm.com uh, or excuse me, I'm sorry, it's cookingupastorm at gmail.com and that's uh, cookingupa storm at gmail.com and if you guys can contribute, that would be so helpful because honestly, you guys, I've gone too far to fail. I've gone too far to quit now and I am too, too close to success to back down now, but I do feel like if I don't get any donations, if I don't get anyone sharing the show, that exponential growth isn't going to happen. And guess what? You're not going to ever hear me ever again, probably, unless you're a friend of mine and live next to me or have my phone number. <laughs> so I need your help, you guys, really. Um, I'm not desperate, uh, but I am uh, in a sense of urgency uh, because yeah, it's, it's growing, but it's not growing fast enough. And at this rate, it's going to take several more years. And I just don't have that much time to do this for free as much as I love it, as much as I enjoy this. I have to get paid a little bit of something, at least enough to pay for, um, what's, what I'm paying into this. Um, and hopefully just a little bit more to raise my cost. Uh, raise my quality of life and 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 get it to the point where I don't have to constantly look for a part-time job um, because this is my full-time job. And the more this grows, the more hours and time I will put into this. And this is a resource for people suffering from, you know, anything from minor mental health woes to uh, struggling at the job out there. You know, you're having trouble with your job and you're having trouble finding hope. And maybe you're having trouble getting along with folks out there because they're just so whatever weird and um, hateful or hurtful or whatever. Um, but this is a resource for every regular person who just wants a kinder, gentler world, who wants to uh, appreciate um better times and a more relaxed attitude because the world's going crazy, you guys. And uh, it's not fair. And so I want to step up to do the work that you don't have the time for. And so we need full-time advocates out there like, you know, uh, Brian uh, uh, Bo the Fifth Column and uh, Brian Tyler Cohen. Uh, they're more political. I'm less political. But I do talk about issues as needed because I need to educate people on what's going on. Uh, if you don't pay attention to politics, it's real easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm a Republican, lifelong. It's like, uh, you know, maybe it would behoove you to learn what's going on these days because you just might change your mind. Um, that said, I am not a political person in terms of I have no vested interest in the Democratic Party. And I uh, also don't always like the Democratic Party. I feel like they need to be put in check, too. So when I get political, it's about the sustainability of, of, of this country, of this world, and of better, uh, more sustainable outcomes for regular people, regular working class people, regardless of whether they're Trump supporters or Biden supporters or none of that. 
Uh, we are here to uh, act and serve as, as a, a mental health strengthening, robust living strengthening uh, resource. We are trying to build, build, build and find every single way in which we can make this world a better place and, and, and give you uh, actual things that will help give you hope. Uh, and, and, and maybe make your life a little bit more fun and joyous and positive. That's what it's all about. You know, I have spent my entire life trying to help and be a humanitarian. Uh, you know, I was an EMT firefighter for a time and, uh, I was a phlebotomist. I worked for a blood center. And so I uh, helped, uh, you know, uh, receive blood and platelets for uh, people who get into car accidents. Uh, I was an EMT for a time. I've helped all kinds of people from old folks to teen pregnancies and everything in between. And it is a pretty dark thing. And, uh, you know, but I did it because I care about people. Um, when those things started to affect me as an empath too much, uh, I started shifting my life into uh, first massage therapy and energy work. And that's where I really grew keen on the dynamics of energy, uh, not just as a healer, but also as an empath. And so that really taught me uh, for the first time just how powerful my empath um, gift was. Um, but, you know, I think we all have it. And that's the thing I try to tell you is that it's not a lifestyle. It's not weird. It's just a one aspect of many of who I am. At the end of the day, I'm just a regular dude. I'm just a salt of the earth guy that wants people to all get along and have a good time. And uh, we don't have to be so reckless and rude and cruel to each other. It's just not necessary. So I want to thank you guys for helping me out. It's just too late to quit. I cannot quit, but I might have to if I don't get a little bit of income coming in because at the end of the day, Rebecca and I, we're living off of her single paycheck and she does not make a ton of money. She only works at a grocery store. And while I am looking uh, to be a bud tender and any number of jobs that would suit me with my pain condition and my partial disability, um, this is what I love. This is what I am absolutely passionate about. Um, not only because I love radio, but because I love helping people and I love, you know, making people realize their inner joy and inner worth. That's what it's really about. So, of course, this episode is called Friday Vibes Every Day and the way to success in realistic terms, okay? And uh, see, as an empath, um, Mondays don't work for me. It's energetically anxiety-inducing sometimes. Not always, but um, I've just learned that Mondays, they're the beginning of the week, and if you didn't have a good week last week, it's really hard to kick into gear for a new week. And so oftentimes, I don't feel like myself until Wednesday or Thursday or Friday until things start chugging along. And uh, I've, I've allowed that in my life to uh, get in the way of my progress. You know, uh, oftentimes when you have depression or you have some uh, hang up of some sort, um, you can allow yourself to um, be uh, interrupted by grief, by depression, by uh, something inside of you isn't getting relief. And so you will um, you'll you'll kind of go into um, paralysis until you feel right, until you get the right vibes and the right energy. And then once you do, 
you get so active and so joyous and so energetic, but sometimes that is hard to achieve. And so the older we get, uh, the, the harder it becomes to stay in a good mood, to stay in that, um, you know, mindfulness where we stay entertained and joyous and fun. And the more worries we have and the more we lose balance, uh, the harder that becomes. And so I want to go over a few things here. I have them all written down and we'll just kind of go into it one by one. Okay. I woke up today and it was nice and sunny and I was like, oh God, yes. Oh, thank you. Um, and now it's all foggy and now my headache's starting to come back. Uh, not fully, but I'm just a little bit dizzy and a little bit out of sorts. So bear with me. I'm in good spirits nonetheless, but uh, let's begin. So first I was saying Monday versus Friday vibes. Monday vibes, you know, everybody out there is getting ready for the new week. And uh, when you're energetically sensitive, sometimes you can sense your family members and roommates around you. Sometimes you can sense your neighbors. And sometimes even more than that, you can actually sense uh, the society around you. When things aren't going quite right, you feel it. You feel the anxiety you feel the angst, and sometimes that can really screw up your mental health if you don't block and filter and do certain things to keep you on on your game, you know? So first, I want to talk about the way I once was. Um, you know, when I was a young man, I was a funny, good guy. I've never fully lost my ability to be a good person. I've always... Uh, just sort of wanted the world to get right and act good. Um, but the more serious and, and hard it becomes, the more we're willing to sacrifice our morals and our decency uh, to get ahead. And I think we're getting to the point where people are becoming so desperate for validation, so desperate for sustainability, so desperate for success that they're willing to make certain uh, concessions. They're willing to sacrifice certain goodnesses within them uh, because they think they have to cheat to win or they think they have to get mean or rude or cruel. And while we all get tough from time to time to let the haters uh, kind of let know that, hey, you're getting a little too close and I will burn you. <laughs> um, that's, that's all right. But we have to make sure that we don't change our attitudes to the point where we become selfish or hateful or hurtful of others, you know, because it's easy to do. Not everybody comes correct and there's not everybody's a nice person. And, uh, there is a part of me, you know, like I said, I'm one part soldier, one part empath. That means I'm one part, uh, carer, healer, and giver, and I'm one part soldier, which means um, I have training. I'll fuck you up if I got to, <laughs> but I don't want to do that because, you know, we have to listen to our high, uh, better angels. We start getting down in the muck and the mire, um, and that's where we start picking up bad habits, and that can collectively cause bad karma and bad energy to uh, form. And over time, if we aren't careful, we're not listening to our path. We're not listening to our calling. And so I kind of want to go into this a little bit. You know, I used to be very, very grumpy, very, very angry, and always frustrated at the injustice of the world. And while that probably hasn't changed too, too much, um, the difference is, is that now... I don't dwell on it as long and I don't 
get negative as much. I try to turn all the things I think are wrong with the world and the things I hate and the frustration and people, the frustrations and bad jobs, the frustrations and hateful and hurtful people. I try to turn it into something positive because at the end of the day, if you allow yourself to become hateful, if you allow yourself to go dark, uh, you won't be listening to your better angels and you will eventually get to a point where you might self-sabotage because you don't realize it, but you're accumulating bad juju, bad vibes, bad energy over time. You're picking up bad habits. And the part of you that you've always been proud of, your inner child, that inner goodness, that inner soldier or that inner Boy Scout, the good person, your moral core, your moral center, um, when life chips away at that, we lose it for a time and we lose our patience and we can become kind of a leaner, meaner version of ourselves. And while I think that's okay to a certain degree, we really don't want to become so spiteful that we uh, lose ourself and lose uh, the way we grew up, our upbringing, our good values, you know. Uh, we So we have to stay in touch with our uh, inner uh, um, morals and, and ethics and, and, and stay in touch with uh, that homespun, uh, kitchen table, common sense, goodness within us all. And uh, by the way, as a show note, I just wanted to let you guys know, I did talk about it in the last episode, but um, I was trying to start a new thing where I did one ghost show or cryptid show and then one empath or life show. Um, just trying to keep it balanced because there's so many more things I want to do about the paranormal this season that versus last season. But the problem I was having is that it was really starting to constrain my creativity and my positivity. And so when I put too many um, restraints on myself, uh, I feel like I'm forcing it. And when I force it, I'm not quite as on. And um, and then I start doing episodes about things that I don't want to do uh, in in doing so, uh, you guys are missing out on my best work. And so I just want to let you know that um, we will do more uh, paranormal, ghost, cryptid shows. Uh, uh, we will do more empath shows and mental health shows. But I'm going to just do it as I see fit because I do believe my best work comes out when uh, I'm in a position to be free and um and just come up with these things, uh, in the timing, in the timing that life, you know, and I call it the speed of life. You know, when, when life is happening, things come up and, uh, I feel like it's most relevant and most powerful, uh, when it first comes up because it's something that you're dealing with in that moment. And so I don't want to constrain myself to any one particular topic, uh, at any given time. So I will do a lot more ghost shows. I promise you that. But I do feel like this show is doing so much good in terms of uh, fighting regressive systems, helping people find their positivity and mental health. And so I don't want to take away from that, you know? So getting back, uh, you know, the way I once was, I was impatient. I expected instant results. And I spent a majority of my life frustrated because I didn't have wealthy parents. I didn't have, I wasn't well connected. I didn't have anybody that could help me when I needed really, ha- real help. And that 
messed me all up. It gave me bad attitudes. It uh, made me succumb to my demons and my depression and my anxiety. And in such, it, it allowed me to try drugs and alcohol and uh, bad coping mechanisms as a result uh, because I wanted to disappear. I didn't want to live in the real world. And um, and unfortunately, you know, it's okay to have a little bit of weed, a little bit of alcohol here and there, but you got to really, really pay attention to your life balance. It's not just about your health. It's about balance. And sometimes when we drink or smoke or carry on uh, too much, uh, we get out of balance. And when we do that, we uh, we lose that special something that we connect to when we're in a good place when we're when we're on the righteous path uh, it connects us to something special and unique and i feel like when we're not in balance uh, we lose that for a time and so if you want to stay really connected to something unique and special that's kind of supernatural or otherworldly or spiritual uh, we have to maintain that balance you know but I've let unfairness and frustration rule me forever. And uh, it's only been in the last few years that I've learned to uh, – it didn't change my attitude about what was unfair. Uh, but what it did is it, it helped me to redefine uh, what fairness is. And then once I took agency over my life, I could then – figure out what was unfair because the world was unfair and what was what was my own fault what was my own doing what could i control and change and the one thing we can change is our attitude we can change our happiness we can change what we focus on and so that's a really important one is to always you know it's not about sugarcoating it it's not about you know uh, trying to be uh, you know mr rogers all the time but uh, you know uh, cleanliness and goodness uh, comes from a, a sense of wholesomeness. And when we recapture that uh, childlike innocence, when we recapture that old school goodness, uh, good things happen and it, it connects us with something. Uh, I don't know if it's divine or what, but it does connect us to a higher uh, frequency. And when we're vibing at that frequency, uh, we're more likely for good things to happen, you know? And so I think at the end of the day, what we have to do is try to uh, be patient, be spontaneous, uh, relax, don't get uptight, don't get nervous and worrisome and let that negative stuff uh, take us over. We have to find our inner joy and our inner calm and, uh, you know, like... Kind of like the power of now, you know, Eckhart Tolle, he talks about trying to envision uh, happiness and fun uh, in whatever you're doing, no matter what you're doing. Um, and I think that is a mindset that takes discipline. Uh, it takes uh, n- wisdom and it takes maturity because most of us are like, we get impatient, we're like, ah, fuck this. And then we go to the dark side and while it might feel good in the moment, and, you know, I'm not saying we can't have outbursts from time to time sometimes that's a part of our you know it's a part of our growth and maturity process but if we do it all the time and we're not offering solutions what we're doing is we're just becoming hateful and uh no good really comes of it you know you know because i used to be the kind of person that uh was always focusing on what made me sad what made me anxious and what made me lose hope 
And in doing so, I didn't pay attention that much to the things that were making me feel happy and calm and relaxed and joyful. And so at the end of the day, I do believe it's kind of like negativity bias. Have you ever heard of that? Here's an example that if we have a good positive experience at a restaurant, um, maybe we'll tell a couple of people. But if we have a negative experience, uh, we are like 10 times more likely to share it with everybody because we have a natural negativity bias. We are profoundly uh, just naturally geared for uh, getting upset and uptight about negative things that happen in our life. And so that can really uh, ruin uh, businesses. It can really ruin our own lives when we're constantly uh, just always focusing on the negative. So the first thing I would say is is really spend a, a solid amount of time uh, looking inward at yourself. Identify what makes you scared. Identify what makes you nervous. Identify what makes you frustrated and angry and then start rewiring yourself in such a way that you try to be more grateful for what you have, more grateful. And I, you know, I'm, I, I will try very hard here not to come off cliche because this, that's not what this is about. This is about happiness despite imperfection. I don't want to sugarcoat it and I don't want to be like those other people out there that are like telling you a bunch of gobbly good bullshit and you're like, Oh God, come on. You know, I want to give it to you guys straight, you know? And so I'm always losing hope and, and I'm always getting impatient and I'm always getting sad. And I, most of it is financial, you know, not just here with the show, but um, when you grew up poor and you don't have anyone to help you and you have no one to network with and no one seems to really be coming out of the woodwork to care, uh, you start to feel alone. You start to feel unloved and you start to feel like, God, what the fuck is the point, Brian? What am I doing this for? Nobody cares. Everybody's just lazy and into their own stuff and nobody really cares. Um, and that may, may be true sometimes. But when we find our positivity, when we find our joy, when we find our calm, uh, you know, you start to see that, yeah, sure, sometimes the world is selfish. Sometimes people will just get busy. Uh, we become less um, hateful in blaming others for not helping us, and we become more understanding of a greater wisdom of of our own agency to take command of our own emotions to take command of our own actions and to maximize and write down and do all the things that we know we could do to improve not only ourselves but to improve our business to improve our health and once we start taking agency uh we start getting in balance with ourselves you know and so then I want to talk about the turning point in life. We all hit a point where something happens, some catalyst happens uh, that really, really changes us for the better. Usually it's something scary. Usually it's something intimidating. Usually it's something life-changing or worrisome. Uh, it could be a death in the family. It could be a death of a friend. It could be some traumatic event. Um, but usually that's when we decide, nope. I got to change. You know, maybe you had too many drinks and you got hung over and you almost, you got 
hurt and you got sick and you almost died and you're like, never again. But then by the next weekend, you feel better and you go back and you do it again. Um, and so we're always uh, looking for that turning point moment, that catalyst that uh, acts upon us in a way where uh, it has some real staying power. But, um, you know, we're human and we have needs and we're spontaneous and we're sometimes undisciplined and sometimes our minds are, you know, all over the place. And so uh, my uh, biggest advice to you is uh, allow yourself to mess up as many times as you need, um, but just get back up on the horse. You know, it took me, what, six times to learn to quit smoking. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll never quit. But then, you know, one day it just took, you know, so we have to allow ourselves to have setbacks. We have to allow ourselves to fuck up. It's what happens. We're human. We make mistakes, you know. We have to find that strong will to succeed in order to find a better life, to find more hope, to find more sustainability, to find our positivity. And some people do it through church. Some people do it through friendship. Some people do it through higher elevated thinking. But whatever you're using, um, so long as it's not hurting anyone, I say go for it, you know. But at the end of the day, uh, in order to capture the magic, we must first create the magic. And that magic comes from within our energy, our intention. And uh, over time, as we become more disciplined, as we learn agency and freedom, uh, we use our time more wisely and we, we seem to find a better balance of, uh, you know, the good and the bad. We can balance our life better. We can balance our health better. We can balance our attitude better. Because at the end of the day, am I any less moody and cranky and depressed as I used to be? Uh, no, it's still there. I wake up every day grumpy. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, um, that's not who I want to be. That's not what I want the world to see. And while it happens and we should accept that, um, at the end of the day, we really, really have to find uh, a more sustainable attitude in life, you know, and that's like um, a good, for example, is like Rebecca and I, I'm finally getting to a point where uh, I'm finding my inner discipline, um, my inner joy, uh, my inner comfort. Uh, I, I'm not worried about all the fearful things as much. I don't let those things take over my thoughts as often. Um, but my wife, Rebecca, you know, she's a good person, but she's in a different set of circumstances than me. She has to go out and work at the grocery store every day. She deals with negative people all the time. And, um, and so we're uh, at different levels of growth. We're at different levels of life. Um, that's not saying one person is better than the other, but uh, she's in different circumstances. And what's what makes it especially hard is that when you're married, you want to grow and evolve together. And that's what happens when people get divorced is sometimes people, uh, they just grow apart. Uh, maybe they get sour of each other. Maybe they become more uh, vindictive and hateful and scornful of the other person. Or maybe one person isn't growing, isn't changing. Um, uh, one thing I will say is that, um, you know, like I talked to Rebecca, she's a very shy, introverted person. And sometimes, uh, and not to divulge uh, too much, uh, you know, bedroom stuff, but um, at the end of the day, she um, she's so uptight. 
And she's so inside her head, like a lot of introverts are, that she doesn't, um, she doesn't give people proper eye contact. When she walks past you, uh, she's not looking where at you. She doesn't make eye contact with even me, let alone strangers. And, um, you know, a good example is I bought this, I got this new, uh, Starship Enterprise for my birth, my early birthday present. And, uh, I, I had it plugged in so it would charge and I had it at the closet door. And she opened the door and, and, and ran into it. And for, fortunately, it didn't get broken or anything. Um, but I was like, well, watch where you're going, you know? And she's like, well, how was I supposed to know that the thing was supposed to be there and blah, blah, you know? And I was like, well, because you look where you're going. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, is what if the universe or God has uh, something uh, in store for you and, um, all you have to do is look and there it would be, but you're not looking because you're not looking with the right eyes. You're not looking with the right attitude. And so I'm not saying change everything about you. What I'm saying is, is when you come to a place of, of openness and come to a place of really trying to capture uh, those more heartfelt and expressive moments, when you come out of your shell and you share your uh, more zany, fun moments. You share those little meaningful moments of eye contact between you and your partner or you and your friends. Um, when you're looking to make as many small, little, fun, meaningful moments in life that you can, um, you you lose your temporary shyness. You lose your temporary uh, stress and uptightness. And uh, you relax for a moment and you allow life to happen in real time. And as such, uh, life feels and takes on a much more spontaneous and fun vibe, you know. And so I'm not, you know, picking on Rebecca. I'm just using that as an example that what she needs to work on is being more spontaneous, not um bottling up all her stress and anxiety and um she uses being an introvert as an excuse to not better the quality of her thoughts to not better the quality of her life and while i give her all the um forgiveness in the world uh, i would love to see her get to a point where she is uh, building a life not just with me but for herself because when two people are married they're kind of joined at the hip and we can only grow so far if the other one isn't moving up and so what my hope is for my wife is that she finds her inner joy she finds her inner calm and she uh, finds outlets for when she's upset and uh at, at, frankly at the end of the day i i just I, I want her to be able to grow with me uh, so that we can grow closer because I think there's so many people that are married to get today, people that have boyfriends and girlfriends, anybody who's in a relationship. Uh, we get to a point where we stop enjoying the little moments. We, we, we stop enjoying the little accidental touches as that one cheesy commercial says, but all the little, uh, uh things that make up a fun, and unique relationship we um we stop expressing ourselves we stop expressing our love and appreciation we stop looking into the eyes of one another and as a result we start getting into uh you know routines and those routines for a while routine is a good thing uh for a while and and you know because we need we all need routine we all need a certain 
constants every day. But when our routine starts to rule us, uh, that's when we stop learning, we stop growing, we start disciplining ourselves, and we stop being spontaneous enough to let life happen. And so uh, my hope is that Rebecca and I uh, start to get better at intimacy, uh, better at eye contact, better at sharing those little tender moments, uh, because before too long, what happens if one of us dies and we can't, we might love each other, but we're not going to have a ton of stories to tell of all those fun little moments and because we were just too busy uptight. We were too busy worried. We were too busy uh, uh, worried about con- uh, Trump, worried about politics, worrying about the economy, worrying about U- Ukraine. And so my point is, is that life is hard. It's hard to balance, but we have to find ways to compartmentalize the outside world from our inside world and um, and work on the mechanics of growth and maturity uh, with our partners, you know? And if you don't have a partner, well, work on your own self. And uh, one day when you're really comfortable with yourself, the right one will come along, I promise you. So next up here, I have written faith for the faith, uh, excuse me, faith for the faithless. Um, I am, I used to be a Christian for many, many years and faith is, is very important to a lot of people. And so as a, a now atheist, I do not want to take away from you your faith because faith isn't just a faith in the supernatural. It is also a faith in humanity. It is a faith in yourself. It is a faith in the ability for life to produce good things. And so when we lose our faith, we lose that ability to believe that good things can happen. And that when that happens, that's kind of like, you know, the new Spider-Man where she's like, you know, uh, have no expectations and, and, and they can never be, uh, your expectations can never, how's it go? You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, if you expect disappointment, then you can never really get disappointed. And while, I do believe that there's a, a virtue and value in uh, preparing yourself for reality, preparing yourself for that gut punch that's inevitably going to come, whether it be your parents dying or something tragic happening. We have to prepare ourselves ultimately for the um, deepest, darkest, most real times in our life. We're all going to experience that we're going to experience a sickness. We're going to experience uh, somebody that we love dying or something of that nature. And so I'm not saying, you know, oh, let's just get over it. No, no, quite the contrary. What I'm saying is, is that we have to prepare ourselves for disappointment and expect disappointment because if, if in success, if we gave up at the first sign of trouble, uh, we would never, ever keep going. And so we have to, sure, we can expect some disappointment, but we should never allow that to make us fall off the horse, you know? But it's really hard to explain uh, how I found faith despite the fact that I lost faith in Christianity. Um, it's just that as I got older, I started realizing that good things were happening because there is a lot of good to Christianity. It, it, it makes you believe in the supernatural healing power of, of the universe and God. 
It, it helps you uh, have faith in people, has, have a sense of community. Uh, it gives you uh, goals. It gives you a moral a core of sorts. You, you feel like a better, more wholesome version of yourself. And, uh, when you believe that you're giving Jesus the wheel, uh, you're allowing yourself to be less afraid and more, uh, you know, just, uh, open to, uh, success and, f- and being less afraid of success, being less afraid of the unknown. And so, uh, religion uh, has a really strong, good utility in, uh, life. Um, but not all of us uh, feel like it's accurate necessarily. And so, um, I don't want you guys to get hung up on my uh, being an atheist because I am still a spiritual person. I just have a few, you know, hangups about the Bible and uh, some of the, you know, I just don't necessarily believe that God is all that it's cracked up to be in the way it's written. But that doesn't mean that I don't believe that the universe uh, doesn't operate on certain terms. I do believe that when we're positive, we align ourselves positively and energetically, and therefore uh, we are uh, more likely to not only uh, find a balance and find a better attitude, but we're less likely to, um, you know, that self-fulfilling prophecy that when we expect bad things to happen, they do. And uh, sometimes that's all a matter of our psychosomatic response to negativity. When we think bad things are always going to happen, of course they do, you know, because we're not focused on success. We're success. We're focused on failure, you know. And so it took me a really long time to find um, faith because my faith isn't always in, uh, you know, our politicians. In fact, you know, I was a big hopey, changey guy with Obama. And then when things quite didn't go as planned, I started to realize that you're not going to get everything you want in politics, and chances are you're probably going to get very little, but we do try to pay attention to those little incremental things that help us become a more forward-thinking and progressive society. When I say progressive, I don't mean political progressives. I mean small-p progress. Um, uh, That is a nonpartisan thing. We want the world to become better, more sustainable, and more functional for regular working people. And so uh, that's what I push for in my politics. It's not about any particular party. I just happen to align myself with the left a tiny bit more only because uh, they care about the environment and they care about helping people and they care about uh, student loan forgiveness and they care about all the things I care about. Uh, whether they uh, really do or not is beside the point. The point is, is that you align yourself with the values uh, that you think most represent you, you know. But much like a conservative, I also believe in being a patriot. I also believe in freedom. And I also believe uh, in, um, in, in, in freedom in our economy uh, in the sense that we should um, give ourselves the freedom to choose what we want to do. Um, my only problem with freedom in the economy is that we don't hold reckless systems accountable and we, and we, we tend to prop up. And that's a problem I have with conservatives sometimes, uh, or Republicans, if you will, is that, um, their faith in our jobs and the job growth in our economy is often misplaced. And they put all this faith in, in systems that are really not there 
to help anyone but themselves. And so when you start to prop up attitudes of, uh, of, well, I have a good work ethic and I believe in hard work. Great. Fine. But if you're barking up the wrong tree, you're going to be there for a long time and you may never succeed and you may just be supporting systems that don't care about you. So we have to be very careful about our patriotism and very careful about our politics or in terms of our, uh, in terms of our, uh, uh thoughts on the economy, because oftentimes inadvertently, uh, just because we believe in all these certain things doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate to best practices for us and better outcomes for us. So we have to be careful not to be hypocrites in, in the sense that our, uh, oftentimes our politics don't align with what we need in life, you know. So it took a really long time to find faith because once I fell out of faith with a religion, I started to get really cynical and negative, and then I became an atheist, and then I was one of those atheists that didn't really like atheism because I saw a lot of smug, superior attitudes, and that's not the kind of atheism that I like. I just simply fell out of it so that I could be more independent. I don't want to be labeled as a Democrat. I don't want to be labeled as a Christian. I don't want to be labeled as an American or a white person or a man. I want to be uh just... A free agent, independent thinker, free thinker uh, who's not constrained by uh, pop culture um, definitions of who and what we're supposed to be, you know? And so I think the way that we find faith is not necessarily faith in God, per se, or faith in our uh, institutions or faith in our politicians. We find faith by finding uh you know, we find the healers, we find uh, the doers, we find the helpers, and our faith comes from finding faith in people. Um, but there's a lot of shitty people out there, a lot of self-serving people, and a lot of corrupt people. Um, and so what it's about is finding a group of people that you can believe in and causes that you can believe in. And when you do that, kind of like us here, if you find faith in us and what we're doing, uh, we have the discipline to get it done. We have the discipline to see life right. And uh, we're, we don't care if you're Republican or Christian or Democrat or whatever. What it's about is trying to get right in such a way that we have lasting results and a lasting change in ourselves and in our society. So there really is no one size fits all. Uh, if you don't have faith in people, if you don't have faith in the jobs market, uh, join the club. Neither do I. Um, I don't get faith out of um, society. Um, in fact, I don't really like society on the whole, on the aggregate, but I do get faith in individuals. When you see certain individuals, uh, you start to see that beauty from within. You start to see that some people are uh, there. And when we um, uh, align ourselves with them, uh, sometimes we can find networks of people that really challenge us to be better, stronger, more joyous, more positive. And so that's what the Empath Tribe is all about, is I'm trying to Find a group of people where we can all help each other grow and ascend to the next level and, and, and therefore uh, have a better life and better outcome, you know? 
You know, because at the end of the day, I think depression and anxiety, um, we just get, you know, depression and anxiety sets into the depressive mind. And what I mean by that is, is that if you're used to only bad things happening, uh, it becomes habitual and it's hard to break habits. Um, you know, as they say, um, uh, good f- habits are formed uh, over time. It takes 30 days to quit, you know, smoking, for example. It takes uh, 30 days to break a bad habit and to uh, break our mind and body over some bad habit. And I think the same can be, tr- be true of, of depression and anxiety. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying don't do something about it. I'm not saying don't acknowledge it. What I'm saying is, is that we have to find the power of agency to fight it. Because if we're always just going to the dark side every single time, uh, we feel like it, uh, we're not growing. We're not changing. And I know people like that. In fact, I was one of them. Depression and anxiety ruled me. And now I'm at a point where it's much less severe it's not that it doesn't happen i still get impatient i still lose hope that this podcast is never gonna turn up and shape up but then when i look at my numbers and the growth and the number of people who come out of the woodwork uh to to help and to tell share their stories uh it really makes me realize that the reason why that happened is because i uh, opened myself up to it i didn't close off my mind and my thinking to depressive, destructive thoughts. And so I'm not saying, you know, uh, oh, you can just, you know, uh, glamour away uh, your depression, or you can just think away anxiety. Um, but there are ways to help mitigate it where it doesn't come on as strong and it doesn't come on as often. And so that's what I want you guys to do is start thinking of ways to mitigate it, to, to help uh, just sort of, uh, dampen it down so it doesn't rule you, uh, but you were, you were in charge of it, you know? At the end of the day, we all have certain expectations. We have expectations of one another. We have expectations of ourselves. We have expectations of life and the world. And, um, and so while I do believe it's important to be positive, we also have to temper our expectations. So maybe it's not a good idea to always expect bad things. That way you can never be disappointed. But uh, it wouldn't hurt to, uh, you know, realize that success is in a straight line, uh, that bad moods are going to happen, uh, failures are going to happen, and uh, we're going to have falling outs with people and disagreements and negative Bad things are going to happen in the world and happen to us in our life. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, we have to set up realistic expectations, uh, but not so harsh that we don't allow for positive, good things to enter our life, you know? And I think I've said that before. At the end of the day, life is not a race. It's a marathon. And it is not a competition. And so if you have all these thoughts of how somebody else is prettier than you, somebody else is smarter than you, somebody else has a nicer figure than you or whatever, get that crap out of your head. Um, instead of being spiteful of them, um, you know, 
maybe realize that, uh, you know, taking the high road is where it's at, you know, compliment their looks, uh, you know, uh, tell them, hey, you're doing a great job. I can't believe how much weight you lost or you're so smart. You're so savvy. Wow. I wish I could be that way. Um, but the, but at the end of the day, um, it, it all it takes is a little bit of practice and good uh, self-talk. You know, we are all potentially uh, victors instead of victims. So don't be a victim, be a victor. And when you have a victim mentality, of course, you're only going to fail. And when you have a victor mentality, uh, while you can tippy-toe into deranged uh, ta- territory, uh, I do believe more times than not when we temper our expectations, but we um, uh, do so in a way that's grounded, uh, we can make room for the positive things and the spontaneous things to occur in our life, you know? So the point is, is be patient, be patient. You're not going to lose 30 pounds in a single week. You're not going to become smarter or more agile in a single week. You're not going to become more extroverted if you're afraid that you're too shy in a week. So take the steps and and expect there to be setbacks. You know, two step forward, one step back, but you still went forward one step. And if you acknowledge those little incremental progresses in your own life, you should also uh, recognize the little progresses in the world too, because it's it's hard. It's hard to see the good in the world when all we see is uh, the rising cost of living and the rising uh, ocean levels because of climate change and the rising uh, bad attitudes in the world. It is so easy to get stuck in that mindset of everything sucks and everyone sucks and fuck it. Why do I even bother? And the end. <laughs> and I've been there and sometimes I'm still there, but I I don't know. I just get to a point now where I just go, no, man, have fun. Be a silly heart. Be spontaneous. Uh, Friday vibes every day, man. You know, um, it's hard to describe really, but let me tell you about my Friday vibes. You know, back in when I was a child, my grandparents every Friday, uh, my grandpa would get off work as an appliance repairman and he, and my grandma would go out with their friends, they'd go to dinner, and then they would go to one of the houses, one of the friends' houses, uh, some, and they would all take turns. And they would play uh, Pinochle, the men would play Pinochle, and the women would play, uh, gosh, what's that game called? Okay, I was having a blank out, but um, I think the game the women played was Tripoli. And so the men and the women would, would get together and, uh, you know, the men would play Pinochle together in one room, and then the women would play Tripoli in the other room, um, you know, just so that the guys could curse and drink and smoke and have fun, and then the women could do their women thing, you know, because essentially in those days and probably even now, uh, men and women have uh, little differences, and uh, we should all be able to get together as men and women together. But, you know, every once in a while, I think it's healthy that men do their men thing and women do their women thing. But uh, the point I'm making is that uh, I was a child and sometimes I would go uh, to dinner with them and uh, we'd go to Happy Steak <laughs> or somewhere like that. And um, and then I'd, I'd, we'd come home and uh, sometimes I, it was, I always seem to remember the ones that were at our house um, but I used to go to their house too sometimes, but I think I used to go out to dinner more often when we were coming back home afterward, 
uh, because I'd get bored, you know, I'd, you know, be at somebody else's house. And if they didn't have kids, uh, you know, there was nothing for me to do. I could play with their dog for a while, but, uh, um, but I do remember coming home afterward and, um, just the, the, the sense of fun, the sense of, uh, just family and the sense of connection. And, uh, and then of course the Dukes of Hazard would come on and, uh, I just loved that show. And so Friday became a day that was notoriously fun and positive and exciting. Um, and that literally grew into, uh, you know, a different reason why I was excited for Friday as I got older, because in high school, you know, Friday night comes and you've been working hard all week and maybe you did well on a test. And so uh, Friday uh, just symbolizes fun and excitement and, uh, you know, it was a fun, exciting weekend to come. And so for me, I call that Friday vibes. You know, Monday vibes are kind of oppressive vibes or anxious vibes. It's uh, that that uh, feeling that you don't want to get going because you don't want to start a new week. And a lot of times I sense that in our society. And just honestly, hand to God, I feel it sometimes here in my bedroom uh, just from neighbors and such because the whole society has to get ready for work. You feel that in a weird way. It's odd. And so I have learned ways to kind of block that out. But um, but Friday vibes are quite the opposite. Friday vibes are fun and exciting. And um, and it's always been that way. And um, even though, honestly, um, <clears throat> I can't say because of the pandemic and everything, I can't say I've had a typical Friday night in some time. Uh, the Friday night vibe is something that I aspire for in my everyday life you know you know you're just craving that excitement you're craving that uh, friendship and talk and you're uh, you know you talk about all your problems you're excited you go to parties sometimes you you know and and that extended well into my 30s and then um, it really didn't go away uh, until I started getting into my forties, you know, when, um, I was working most weekends, uh, as a chef, I was working most weekends in retail. So while it didn't last forever, um, eventually life kind of the days started losing their meaning, you know, but, um, but I always appreciated Friday and, and that promise of fun, that promise of fun things to come, that promise of, excitement and um and you know uh when we moved back from the pacific northwest the first time we moved back to the central coast and i remember uh you know the first time a friday night happened and boy the town felt electric i was just excited to be back and you could feel the excitement in the air you could feel people's excitement uh, and, and, and I'm talking about an area where there was a lot of sunshine and there was a lot of, uh, music festivals and wine festivals and all these fun things. And so now that I live somewhere where uh, there's not a great sense of community, there's not a lot going on because it is Oregon and it is a small town and they don't have a ton of money. And so at the end of the day, uh, especially when you two thirds of the year, the, the weather just isn't, um, you know, it's not good weather to be doing things. You have all this inclement weather. And as a result, uh, there's just not a strong sense of community. So at the end of the day, 
I thrive on fun, exciting energy. I thrive on Fridays and that Friday vibe and that sense of excitement and community, music festivals. Something's, it's something spiritual about it. And it lasted a really, really long time for me until, you know, the days, uh, stopped having as much meaning (laughs) because you're working weekends all the time. And so what I'm trying to do in my life, kind of like the power of now where he talks about uh, finding joy and fun and excitement in your everyday life, even if you're feeling anxious, even if you're feeling uptight, you know, to find joy in your everyday job, to find joy in the mundane, to find peace and satisfaction in your life. And that comes from uh, uh, gratitude and appreciation and, uh, you know, faith, faith that things are going to work out. And somehow we have to get rid of all of our worries and stress and those stressors that just you know, they weigh on our soul, they weigh heavily on our conscience, and as a result, uh, we never fully feel expressive, we never fully feel our joy, we never fully get to the point where we're really, truly fun, and having fun and excitement, and so that's what Friday Vibes remind for me, is it reminds me to never let go of our inner child, never let go of our inner fun and excitement, and uh, try to keep your life uh, in balance, but also uh, allow there to be spontaneity and have those Kodak moments, those special moments between you and your uh, significant others, uh, and, and just try, try if you can to let go of your stresses long enough to be a fun-loving individual, uh, you may be a stress monkey at work, but you don't have to carry that into your real regular life, you know? You know, and that, and that remind, and that goes into, uh, what I have written here, uh, our brain is a tool, you know, when we overthink, when we worry too much, when we too put, put too much pressure on getting eight hours of sleep, when we put too much pressure on ourselves, uh, we get, we form these habits and some habits are a good thing, but we can also form habits, uh, where we get into patterns of thought, patterns of thinking that actually detract from our sense of, uh, of fun and joy and spontaneity. When life starts to feel like a rerun, you know, you're, re- you know, you're rent, you're in, you're in that rut territory. You're going into a rut. And so you have to find ways to make life feel interesting and exciting again, especially as we get older, uh, the joy and fun in life does start to go away, you know? And so sometimes it's just a matter of uh, finding ways to keep life fun, keep life interesting, and really, really uh, filtering out all our external stresses, the ex- stress and angst in the world, and uh, keeping it at bay, uh, we we do that through fil- filtering and ceremony. We do that through focusing our thoughts on positive things, on joyous things, and um, and that I think is why Christianity fulfills so many of our spiritual and mental health needs. My only problem with it is that I do believe that it's a house of cards. It's built on a combination of uh, hearsay and lies, and. Um, uh, too much religion, you start getting into zealotry, you start getting into uh, just uh, uh, bad habits where you come to rely on it. And then what happens when someone dies? And then you start thinking, well, where were you, God? 
Where were you when that person died? Or, or I, I was praying for this promotion, God, and you weren't there for me. And so now I don't believe in you anymore because you've let me down too many times. And so my point is, is that there's nothing wrong with a little bit of faith, but too much faith sometimes can build up these expectations. And when we're let down, uh, we don't know where quite to go when that is, you know, all our eggs are in one basket, so to speak, you know. Uh, and so it's not about putting down religion. It's not about uh, thinking it's silly or ridiculous for, to each their own. And if it works for you, great. Uh, but we do have to learn to use it wisely. But at the end of the day, uh, if you don't feel like becoming a religious person, there are ways to get all the same things out of religion as we do with, you know, in regular life, faith, community, joy wholesomeness, bravery, etc. And so if you can find ways to do that and find and embrace your spirituality, uh, whether you use it through religion or, or just your own set of beliefs, um, you know, it's important to uh, define yourself based on your strong sense of values. But see, our brain is this tool. And when it overthinks, it overheats. And when it overheats, we get tired. And 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 so, uh, you know, you wouldn't let a lawnmower run 24 hours a day, seven days a week sitting on the lawn. And so we kind of have to think of our brain as the same thing. Learn when to tune out and turn off. <clears throat> that doesn't mean necessarily we have to get trashed. <laughs> but at the at this end of the day, uh, if you have to use a little bit of substances within reason to relax and let that stress melt away, uh, or maybe to embrace your uh, inner spirituality or your inner excitement or whatever the case might be, uh, we, we really have to find ways to use our tool, our brain, for uh, the greater good and turn it off when it's not useful to us, you know? Because that's what thinking, thinking will do. And I, believe me, I'm always inside my head. And I think uh, Rebecca is too. And uh, we're having to learn ways to not let that overwhelm us. And to, um, because at the end of the day, uh, we have all these expectations of ourselves, all these expectations of the world and life. And, uh, you know, here's the truth, you guys. <clears throat> life is a zero sum game. And what that means is this. So here it says a zero-sum game is a situation in game theory in which one person's gain is equivalent to another's loss. So the net change in wealth or benefit is zero. Now, in uh, practical terms, uh, what it means is is that uh, for better or for worse, life is a zero-sum game in that life is all or nothing. Uh, sometimes people who work out and exercise all the time die of a health problem. Uh, sometimes uh, bad people get ahead. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. And sometimes good things happen to bad people. And so what we have to start realizing right away is that life is a zero-sum game and that life is uh, inherently going to always be a little bit unfair, you know? Here's another uh, definition. A zero-sum game is a, 
a situation, especially a competitive one, in which there is no net gain among the participants. If one gains, it means others have to lose an equivalent amount. And so at the end of the day, you guys, is that we are not in competition with each other. Now, they force us into competition with each other because we're all fighting for jobs and resources and whatnot, and sometimes uh, political agendas and all these things uh, make us think we're in in competition with each other, and as such, we start uh, finding people who are, you know, in our camp, if you will, in our league. Um, but at the end of the day, when you start to realize that life is pretty much all or nothing, that you should just be lucky to be alive, uh, you can start to appreciate the, appreciate the little things in life and stop uh, getting hung up on all our petty grievances, all our petty differences. If, 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 the success of life is good health and prosperity, then uh, uh, it shouldn't matter how much money we have or who is our friend or who our enemy is or who's in the right. Uh, it's about happiness. What's more important, happiness or being right? You know, you know the old saying, would you, uh, uh, you know, uh, some people, they always want to be right, but, you know, it's like, you know, say, me with Rebecca. Uh, sometimes I feel like I, I'm, I'm right, but, but I've learned, uh, to, to compromise with her in the sense that, uh, sometimes it's better to be happy than to be right. In other words, I acquiesce to, uh, the fact that, um, even if I'm right, it doesn't matter because being happy is what matters, not being right. And we do have this tendency in our culture to always want to be right even at the cost of our own happiness and joy, you know? So we have to really start to understand that uh, life, uh, there are no winners. There are only, uh, uh, there's only life. And life, for some, lasts 80 to 90 to 100 years, and life, for some, ends at 40 years. Uh, and you never know if that's going to be you or not. And now that we know that life is short, uh, we should spend a little bit, more time, uh, slowing it all down, enjoying the little moments, uh, enjoying all the little expressions between you and your friends and your partner, and enjoying all those little Kodak moments that make up the sum total of our happiness, you know? You know, I have written here, uh, positive energy begats positive outcomes over time. And what I mean by that is, is that you can get positive for once in a while and uh, if you're not doing it for the right reasons, uh, you'll get impatient and be like, but I was being positive. And, and it's almost like we're expecting reward when we act right. <laughs> we, we, well, I was in the right headspace, so why didn't good things come to me? Well, it's more aggregate than that. It takes longer than that. Um, it takes a commitment to positive energy over time that when we uh, commit ourselves to positivity and being more kind and being more generous with our time, uh, being uh, less punitive and less intolerant of uh, others, uh, uh, over time we start to become a little bit more wise and more caring and more loving and we don't care so much about our differences and we don't focus in all the time on those differences. And that's kind of the problem with politics these days is that we're hyper focused on 
uh, our differences. And while I do believe there's uh, many, many reasons why we should stay politically active because there's a lot of bad things going on and we have to learn uh, how to uh, change our uh, society for the better through legislation, uh, at the end of the day, it's easy to say, well, he's a Trump supporter, therefore he's evil. You know, it's like they say, um, uh, liberals have a mental defect. Liberals have a disease. No, they don't. We're just basically different in the way we think about life. And so we have to grow up and realize that, um, that life is, 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 is a zero sum game that, um, we're spending too much time focused in on our differences, too much time focusing in on hate and division and, uh, them versus us and the haves versus the have nots and black versus white and all that. Uh, we need to slow it all down and really learn to appreciate that life, uh, one day it's going to be over soon. And do you really want to waste it on all those petty differences, you know? And so if positivity is aggregate, what that means is, is that when you align, align your energy positively and you come correct with yourself, over time, people are going to sense in you a sense of calm, a sense of agency, a sense of relaxed uh, uh, know-how that is very attractive to people uh, because you know how to be yourself. You know how to be uh, uh, your own active agent in uh, producing uh, uh, good outcomes. And so when we uh, learn agency, we learn how to get a little bit better at all those little things that we're not good at. And as a result, we start to uh, see incremental improvements. And then over time, uh, we start to see you know, that, wow, there's a net gain in life when we um, act right and when we learn new things and when we open ourselves uh, to things that may we may not like uh, right off the bat, you know, to have a little bit of discipline. You know, it doesn't mean we have to like everything, but at the end of the day, when we open ourselves to things that we're reluctant to, uh, oftentimes it might have a good, positive, or surprising results, you know. And so I really do believe that we need to excise hate, anger, frustration, and uh, all those negative feelings uh, from us as often as we can. Uh, that doesn't mean that we don't hate injustice. That doesn't mean that we don't hate certain uh, bad behaviors and certain people that create uh, bad situations like Putin or bad situations like corporate oligarchies that keep people exploited and not living their best life. But when we hang on to those negative feelings all the time, guess what? That's all we're going to feel all the time. We're not allowing room in our hearts to feel joy and to feel fun and excitement. So, you know, as cliche and, and as childish as it may seem, um, off we, we often very, uh, seldom uh, get to a point where we really, really change and stay changed because change is hard, you know, and uh, we'll change for a time and then we'll go back to our old ways. And uh, so uh, we shouldn't beat ourselves up when we do that, but we should uh, know that um, change is incremental and uh, eventually we can arrive at a place where we feel stronger 
and we feel more happy and more in control. Uh, and we do that really by disciplining our mind, disciplining our emotions. That doesn't mean we don't, you know, get sad. That doesn't mean that we don't uh, lose our, our shit from time to time. But uh, so long as we have a baseline of maturity and growth, uh, you know, anything's possible when you really learn how to discipline yourself and how you feel about yourself and those around you and the world at large. Uh, the more mature we become, the more uh, disciplined we become, and the more disciplined we become, the more wise we become. And that's why older folks are generally more relaxed than younger folks. We grow into the point where we're like, fuck it, why am I uptight all the time, you know? <laughs> and so we should enjoy the little things and not be afraid to think more boldly and and to not uh, give in to all of our uh, defeats and all of our shyness and all of our all the things we're intimidated by. Uh, you know, you've heard of that. Um, you've heard of immersion therapy. Uh, what it means is, is like, say, for example, you're afraid of spiders. Well, the way you get r over your fear of spiders is by immersing yourself around spiders. And then over time, you, uh, you know, you get over that fear and life is the same way. And so, uh, that's not to say that we should, you know, uh, go into the worst jobs or in the, hang out with the worst people all the time. And then eventually we'll grow used to that because that might not be good for our growth. Um, but it does mean though that we can find joy and comfort and peace and humor, uh, at our job. Say we go to work and we're like, Oh fuck, man, it never fucking ends. What the fuck? Uh, but eventually we sip our coffee, we go in and then, uh, Oh, we see our friend. Oh, there, there, there he is or there she is. Oh, oh, there's so-and-so. And so eventually we get into a state where uh, we're enjoying ourselves. We're having fun. And so we we should allow ourselves to get caught up in the spirit of our work, even if we hate our job or even if we hate our employer, or even if we hate the corporate agenda. We should try, try, try to get those little personal joys out of life and each other that's what uh that that you know that that the interpersonal communication uh, uh is what separates us from narcissists and sociopaths that when we have a rich internal life and we can share that with each other uh we gain uh, joy and and comfort and and calm and uh happiness and sustainable outcomes for years to come you know you know, oftentimes I talk about being a good, kind person, but oftentimes I don't talk about how that happens or where that comes from. And uh, the thing I wanted to tell you guys is that um, uh, it's not about how good the the world or others are uh, or or that the goodness and kindness is coming from out there. The goodness and kindness always, 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 you guys, has to originate from within, from within yourself. And when you find that inner calm, that inner happiness, that inner joy, um, uh, sometimes we'll see things in the world and, yeah, it'll steal our joy for a moment. But if we have inner joy and inner comfort, uh, oftentimes we can outlast the negative feelings we're feeling in the moment when we're in situations that we're not entirely happy or comfortable, you know? 
And so we don't do it for others. We're not kind to others for them. We are kind to others for ourselves. And the net reward is that they end up seeing what kind of person we are. They like you. They appreciate you. And whether they're dicks or not, some people are just assholes. You ever been nice to an asshole and they're like, Meh. and you're like, well, fuck you too, you know? And, you know, for a time you're like, Jesus, you know, I'm never going to waste my time on another jerky asshole again. But I uh, promise you guys, we're not doing it for them. We're doing it for us because when we stay in our lane, when we stay in our positivity, doesn't fucking matter what they are. This is not a competition. And this, there is no cosmic justice to the world. We have to let people learn and grow in their old time, in their own time. And for those who can't or won't, we don't need those people in our life. So we should never ever try to be nice to others to, for something, to get something from others. We do it because it's coming from within us, you know, and that will have lasting uh, results. Because people are going to see what you're made of. People are going to like you. And so, um, yeah, overly positive people get obnoxious. And sometimes people get overly positive, overly in faith, to the point where you're like, God, join the real world, weirdo. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, sometimes people can be a little bit overly positive or overly religious, and they become zealots. And uh, we're never going to keep up with those people. But, you know, maybe they're not really all that happy at all. Maybe that's just their self-talk. Maybe they're trying to convince themselves they're happy, but maybe they aren't. And so at the end of the day, just let others be themselves and you be you and uh, you will attract the people that are meant to be in your life. And uh, over time, you'll gain the comfort and wisdom of knowing that, uh, you know, you're doing your best, you know. Uh, it's easy to get depressed and frustrated. It's easy to have anxiety these days. There's a lot of worrisome things in the world. Uh, but once we find the agency to endure the discipline to mature our mind and our emotions, um, it's not to say that it'll never happen, but maybe it won't happen as long and as strong and as, uh, and it won't be as difficult as it used to be. And so that's where I find myself today. Yes, I still have problems with certain people. Yes, I still have problems with the world. I believe that the world is fucking shitty sometimes. And people can be shitty, and attitudes can be shitty, and agendas can be shitty, and, um, you know, it can get you down. Um, you know, do I honestly feel that people are going to step up in my time of need and help me uh, salvage this podcast so I can grow it into what I know it is 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 potentially able to become uh do i really believe that people are going to step up in my time of need honestly no i don't and i feel bad about that because it means that there's a part of me that does not believe in people that does not it means that i don't believe that people are inherently selfless and that sucks you know but i'm doing it anyway because i do believe that when you're um, in a good place and that you mean well and you dedicate your life to goodness, kindness, happiness, you, eventually the right ones come along. And so uh, I might fall on deaf ears for a very, very long time. Are my friends going to help me financially? 
Are they going to share the podcast? You know, people have gotten so busy and selfish nowadays. I don't even know, man. You know, do I trust in people with my heart? Do I trust in people with my business? Do I trust that they're going to step up and help me out in my time of need? Fuck no, I don't. But the one thing I have learned about people is that if you come correct, more times than not, they will come correct too. And when you have good content of correct character, you will attract people with good character. And so there's that kind of uh, polar magnetism thing going there that we find like people. We find uh, good old souls. We find the kind of people that are good for us because we attract those people with our own energy. And so when your energy is right, you will find those with similar energy. Um, good example is yesterday I went to Lowe's and I finally found somebody at Lowe's who I used to work with there <laughs> because I used to work there at Lowe's. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I had a lot of, hold on, excuse me, I had to cough and pause there. Um, but I had a lot of negative experiences there and there was a lot of selfish, jerky, People there, self-interested, just not right, you know. Um, but I learned that when you offer a smile to people that you don't like, uh, you are avoiding a confrontation. And uh, I ran into a guy that I worked with there uh, finally, and um, I never disliked the guy, but, you know, we didn't hit it. You know, we had a lot of differences politically and, and uh, just, you know, a lot of cultural differences. Um, but, uh, I said, Hey, how you doing? And I was wearing my mask and sunglasses and he's all, Hey, how's it going? And so I took off the sunglasses and my hat and my mask. And I said, Hey, it's me. We used to work together. He goes, Oh yeah. Okay. He's like, I would have treated you the same anyways, because that's how I treat everybody, you know? And so that's a really good uh, rule of thumb is that we should treat everybody as a friend. You know, when we start getting into that attitude that everybody's an enemy, um, it can really shape our attitude to think that the world is just full of no good sons of guns. And that's not always true. Um, it's just that sometimes we have to bring out the best in others uh, by showing a, a willingness to uh, accept our differences, a willingness to be kind. And uh, uh, eventually uh, we will find our tribe. We will find good natured people. Does that mean that I think enough people will step up in my time of need? I don't know. I really don't know, but I do have faith that at the end of the day that most people are inherently good. Uh, it's just that sometimes they've been corrupted by bad behaviors and bad attitudes because they've been fucked over. They've been hurt too many times. And we're, we've, we're all guilty of that, you know? And so as such, we have to forgive others for that as well because we see it in ourselves, you know? So on social media, I've got a friend. Uh, her Instagram account is called Perseverance1501. Her name is Claire, and uh, we've gotten to be friends because we're both huge Survivor Man fans. Uh, Les Stroud, you know, the Survivor guy. <clears throat> and uh, she she um, put something on her wall, and I want to share it, and I shared it as well. And it says, I can literally manifest anything. If I want it, I will get it. That's my belief, and I stir and I stand firm in it. Now, once upon a time, I would have told you that's a bunch of hyper-positive bullshit, you know? <laughs> um, because I don't necessarily always believe that, you know? I don't always believe that we can get anything and everything we want. Um, we're told that as kids, and we're told that in college, 
because it help uh, helps us uh, get into a mindset of positivity. Um, but I'm here to tell you that, you know, uh, I actually believe it today. Um, does that mean that I'm not going to have setbacks that, uh, some people, uh, may or may not come through for me, uh, that some people are just shitty and you're never going to find, uh, you know, enough people to, to always understand you or believe in you. Yeah. You know, negativity exists, but I do believe that we can manifest it if we can dream it. And I know that sounds cliche, but you know, you guys, I'm the biggest pessimist on planet earth or at least i used to be and um i don't have faith in anyone i don't have faith in god i don't have faith in jack shit but over uh the course of the years i am learning that you know uh there is something kind of magical that happens when we put our energy towards the betterment of ourselves and the betterment of one another uh, to become less angry, to become less hostile, to become less fearful, and to trust the process. We may not always have faith in God, but we should have faith in ourselves, and we should have faith in our process, so long as our process is uh, thought out thoroughly, you know? And so thank you, Claire, Perseverance1501, Shouting out, my friend, uh, thank you. you. I know you're going through a lot right now, and uh, I just I wish you the best. She's going through some hard times right now, and, uh, you know, it, it's hard. You know, life's hard for all of us, and, uh, uh, you know, I want to I wanna heal everybody's pain. I wish I had that power to just heal and take away everybody's suffering. That's That's what I want, and that's what Rebecca wants, too. You know, sometimes it gets hard to believe and have faith in everything and uh, Facebook with all the memes and Instagram with all the memes. Uh, you get a lot of uh, cheesy, uh, overly positive, uh, you know, memes of hope. And um, sometimes they resonate with us and sometimes they just make you cranky and pissed off and go, oh, shut up, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I really do sincerely believe that our life gets better when we uh, uh, switch on and switch off all that hate. Um, and so I do believe there will be many, many people who will never get me, many, many people uh, who just want free entertainment. They'll never support the show. And they'll never uh, find the, the joy or the caring or the concern for me uh, to enough to uh, share and help me out or to pitch in a couple bucks here and there. Some folks just don't fucking care. And they're assholes. The end. There's just not everyone is going to be a good person. And not everyone's going to be a good person to us. And that's not to say that maybe they're not good people in their own personal life. But to us, they're not useful. They're not helpful. They don't care whether we live or die. And that's just what happens when you're on a planet full of 7 billion people. But I do believe in the laws of goodness and kindness that uh, energy is intention. And when your energy is to heal... Your energy is to help. Your energy is positive. Um, energy knows no emotion. It just is. And when you give out good energy, I think you give out good vibes to others and they, um, they're grateful for it, you know? 
That doesn't mean that I don't wake up in a sour mood. I get into bad moods and grumpy moods all the fucking time. There is so much bullshit in this world, you guys. Um, and so when I say all this, you have to realize I am coming from, I am the most snarky, cranky, moody, <laughs> shit-talking motherfucker on the planet. Um, but at the end of the day, I learned the power of hope and positivity, not from God, not from religion, but from just this sense that things are going to be all right when we uh, take agency over our mind and over ourself and to uh, start barking up the right tree. Uh, eventually, good things will come, man. I, I sincerely believe that. There's an old saying that perseverance wins the race, you know, um, Success comes from staying focused on your success until everyone notices. Uh, we fail only when we give in to defeat, when we stop trying, when we stop caring, when we've lost our motivation and ambition to try, that's when we fail. Um, uh, when we don't succeed at a podcast, when we don't succeed at weight loss, when we don't succeed at a certain goal or outcome, uh, that isn't failure. Uh, failure is nothing more than success practice. And I've said that before, but it, I really think it's worth thinking about. Really think about it. Um, uh, as soon as I get enough people to notice me, say, I was able to email and Facebook my podcast to 7 billion people in the world. Now, 6 billion of those people, maybe even more, uh, may not even care. And they'll just eh, spam and it goes in the, in the wastebasket. But uh, the more people that are exposed to our happiness and good cheer, the more people that are exposed to the inner magic inside of us, I do believe the more people... Uh, we touch, and the more people we touch, the more we create that magic juju, that vibe, that energy. Energy is intention, and so when our intentions are good, uh, we have greater statistical chances of success. You know what I mean? I know a lot of us are missing things. A lot of us are missing people who've passed away. We're missing our parents and grandparents who have died. Perhaps we're missing old friends. Perhaps we're missing people that succumb to falling outs and uh, we couldn't get them to understand who we are in the time and then they just kind of go away forever. And it's hurtful, man. It really sucks. Um, <clears throat> but, um, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of us, we're looking for simpler times. We're looking to live in the old days, the simpler, better times. It's almost like there's an inherent uh, wrong with living in the modern times because it, there seems to be so many uh, bad motives and agendas and people with uh, ulterior motives that we just get jaded. We get cynical, you know, but the one thing I learned uh, from just relaxing into who I am is that we can live anywhere with anyone inside of our own heads. And what do I mean by that? I just mean, if you want to live in the seventies, live in the seventies. Dress in bell bottoms and <laughs> grow your hair out. And while some people nowadays might go, who the fuck is this guy? Man out of time. Uh, we can live in those 80s. We can, uh, uh, you know, 
live in a hippie commune if that suits our, suits us. Uh, my point is, is that whatever makes you happy to be alive, whatever uh, way of which you like to express yourself gives you joy and comfort and clarity and purpose, uh, do it. It doesn't matter what other people think. Live to the beat of your own drum. And if you're um, bold enough and cheerful enough and uh, good enough, uh, and you will grow the wisdom and maturity to uh, express yourself in such a way where you will become, uh, you will get the it factor. You know what I mean? You'll have charisma. And charisma is not taught, you guys. You can only attain it yourself. I cannot teach charisma. You either have it or you don't, but you get it by, uh, you know, simply uh, growing wise and growing calm and finding strength uh, within adversity and within perf- imperfection. That's how we get better and that's how we become better. So, you know, that's what I try to do. We have to try to create a blanket of comfort, joy and community and happiness around us. Wherever we're at, no matter where we're at. You know, like right now, Rebecca and I, we feel kind of estranged living up here in Oregon. We don't have a ton of friends. We've got some. And some of the friends who we have here have been great and and caring and kind. And I think they see the true us. And uh, I'm so grateful that there are a few people here who get us and allow us to be who we are. Um, But we get homesick all the time. We get homesick for California, the Central Coast. Uh, the slow life, as it's called, and uh, slow is uh, the acronym for SLO, and and uh, we, you know, it's San Luis Obispo, San Luis Obispo County. That's where we're from, and we miss it. And we miss our friends there, and uh, life doesn't feel the same here as it does down there because it's a, you know it's a little sunnier there. There's a little bit more money. There's a little bit more infrastructure, and things just feel more joyful and festive there. Um, uh, but that being said, we try to inhabit the, the spirit of the slow life, uh, up here. And while, you know, the slow life used to mean like slow, like slow it down and appreciate life, you know? Um, I don't know if it's that way much anymore down there. There's a lot of fancy pants, doctors and lawyers and professionals. It's becoming a very wealthy place and it doesn't have that slow vibe as much as it used to, but I say, I think the spirit is still there. Uh, the surfers and the, you know, the hippy dippies. Uh, but, um, my point is, is that you can be anything you want to be and you can express yourself in any way that you want to just by th- making it happen. Dress how you want to dress. Act how you want to act. If you want to live in the eighties, live in the eighties. I mean, you know, you're not really in the eighties, but you can, you can, you can live in any time you want. You can enjoy all the fun things that you love. I still watch Knight Rider. I still, you know, enjoy Cannonball Run and all these movies from the seventies and eighties. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't let go of that past because it gives me joy and comfort to remember a simpler, better time. And so, uh, there is no uh, one-size-fits-all answer, but I, I do believe when we relax into who we are and we allow ourselves to be a little bit more spontaneous and we allow ourselves to have the fucking bravery, the bravery to be ourselves, um, only good things can happen because people start seeing who we are and you will detract and repel some people. 
especially people who are um, uh, allergic to uh, strong-willed people, uh, the people who get jealous easy, the people who are petty and insecure. You're going to lose some folks when you become your real self. My, uh, I'm no exception. Some of those falling outs that I've had, I miss some of those people, but some, they're no good. They're bad news bears, and I don't need those kinds of people in my life. And so you have to accept in life that life changes. Um, the friends we have when we're 10 and 12 and 15 aren't always going to be the friends that we have now. Uh, we like to think that, that our uh, oldest memories – our oldest friends, it's the only people that matter and that we've, we forget to open ourselves up to new people and new things. Uh, we have this tendency to put a, an, a, a, an unrealistic amount of uh, power on those we knew a long time ago because we miss those days. Um, but um, I assure you, you know, you should try to stay friends with the ones you can, but um, just because uh uh, they're the first people we met and the first people we like, it doesn't mean that they're going to be the last. And so we have to keep our mind open to the possibilities that um, when we stay in faith of who we are and stay in positivity and hope of who we want to be and how we want to be, uh, we will attract the right ones. And it might take time and you might get impatient. But I assure you, eventually, when you come out of your shell and you try to be a good person, that doesn't mean you can't be, uh, you know, upset from time to time. I get grumpy all the time around here. My mom's like, geez, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Rebecca, dang. Um, but then I always come around. I say, you guys, I'm just so tired of being poor. I'm so tired of being broke. I want to do certain things with my life and it has value to me and I will accept nothing less. And so that's what I'm doing. Win or, win or lose, I am doing this for the long haul. And I am very, very grateful for all of you guys. I'm very, very grateful for uh, the fact that we still live in a world where some people will still step up to our aid. And so if you can help me, I really appreciate that because you guys, I love you guys. I love, love, love this. And I want to help people. And this is going to grow into so much more than just talk. This is going to grow into charities and, and a, 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 a community, if you will. And, and, uh, I'm going to have newsletters and I'm going to do so many things. Facebook or, or excuse me, uh, YouTube, uh, so many things get to come. This infrastructure is going to get so powerful and positive and mighty and it's not sugar-coated shit i'm going to be negative from time to time i'm going to get hateful and mean and cranky and snarky from time to time but i assure you i will always ride out my bad emotions and arrive back at the person who i really am and that is a person who cares who wants to be kind and classy and dignified and live his life with class, grace, maturity, and sustainability. And so that's what I want for you guys. And I thank you for uh, listening to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. At the end of the day, there is no instruction manual for life. But I assure you that when we get rid of as many of our bad habits as possible and get right with ourselves as often as possible, we start to grow. We start to see a change within us. And then 
we actually, because of our better attitude, we start to see the positivity and hope out there that we were blind to before because we were so caught up in our anger and frustration that we failed to see that, you know, some people are actually pretty darn good and we should appreciate that. So, uh, thank you guys. Uh, I hope you guys can pitch in a couple bucks. I still need help. Please share, 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 and please pitch in a dollar or two. The, uh, a cup of coffee will make all the difference between the show going, uh, uh, getting bigger and better and bolder and the show going bust. And I need your help. And so thank you so very much for your help. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your support. I love you guys. Uh, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Friday vibes every day, my friends. Friday vibes, excitement. Thank you, and have yourself a wonderful day and a fun weekend. That's what life is all about.